Hello, it is. Hey, buddy. That's 100% on me. I had Dustin Schutte. I had Derek Schultz scheduled for today. Two D names. I got my times mixed up. That's 100% on me, man. My bad. Oh, jeez, sir. You know, I never, I, I did a radio show for, God, 12 years. And, you know, I can honestly say 100% genuinely, I never once made a mistake. So I'm, <sighs> I'm just extremely disappointed by all of that. No, well, it's, it's, it's perfectly fine. We just ran into uh, Daddy Pickup at school time, so no problem. That's all, that's all right. Well, we are live on the air right now. So just to, I want to make sure we make that clear. Uh, but uh, first off, great to have you on, as always, my friend. Uh, this has been uh, an interesting couple of weeks here, I think, for the Colts because uh, where we thought there weren't signs of life, uh, this is a great transition to me yelling about Big 12 basketball into uh, into this, but uh, where we thought there might not be some signs of life, all of a sudden look very good against the Texans with that 31-3 to win. Uh, they look very competent against the Dolphins. The Ravens, that's a tough nut to crack, uh, but you see them playing better, and I think a lot of this just has to do with Carson Wentz just having the time to prepare with his guys for once. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that that's been a <clears throat> excuse me, that's been a big help as far as that's concerned and just kind of the, the progression of Wentz. But I think even more than that, um, you know, if you look at two out of the last three games, we knew the schedule was going to be front-loaded. But the Dolphins um, and, and obviously the Texans, uh, those are two of the worst teams in the league, if not the two worst teams. So the good thing is, is that you, you really – savagely dunked on them, uh, especially the Texans. Beating anybody by four touchdowns in the NFL is hard. I don't care how bad you are. But I think it, it just helps that, you know, once you get past, like, the Rams and the Seahawks and the game at Baltimore, you're starting to see some signs of life team a, a little bit more. So I think the schedule has also done them some favors where it, where it didn't in the first couple of weeks. Um, but I think overall, this is about where most people would have had the Colts. I, I think even optimistically speaking, you probably would have had them at, like, three and three maybe four and two through the first six games. So two and four isn't that far off. And when you look at the stretch that they have coming up here, they have a bunch of winnable games uh, sandwiched around a, a return game against Tennessee, which really is a must win for them if they're going to take the division. But I think overall things could be, things could be better. Yes. Uh, but things could also be a lot worse for this team. So weirdly at two and four, I think there is some optimism that, that this could turn around and still be the season that most rational people thought it could be. Yeah. You've, you still got two, uh, you're two games behind the Titans. Uh, you got another one with them at home there on Halloween, which is great. Uh, Look, Jonathan Taylor, oh my goodness. I, I mean, you, you could not throw enough Brinks trucks at this guy right now. Uh, he, he's worth every bit and more of what he's been able to do with this team. Uh, 472 rushing yards. I, I believe he's like the second leading receiver on this team too, isn't he? Yeah, it's funny because you, you know how when you're evaluating Hall of Fame wide receivers, you have to say the non-Jerry Rice division because Rice is so much clearly better than everybody else. I think you have to evaluate today's running backs in the non-Derrick Henry division. And in the non-Derrick Henry division, he's at the top uh, or right there. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a home run hitter. Uh, he has speed. He can break tackles. He's strong. He can catch. He, there's really nothing that he can't do. He's a, he's a complete package back. And the Colts, you know, for as much as we've spent time on the offensive line and the pass rush and the defense, you know what they've really lacked since the Manning era is true game-breakers on offense. They just really haven't had – T.Y. Hilton, yes, uh, to an extent. 2013 to 18, I think he was a number one type receiver. But I think Taylor brings them an element that they really haven't had since those Edger and James, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne days where you've got a guy that every time he touches the ball, it could be six. 
And it's very thin at that position right now, too. With Michael Pittman leading the way. I don't think he's top 25 in his receiving yards at just over 400. But, you know, Paris Campbell, that, that, that's, that's not happening. I mean, you look at what's left there. And, and T.Y., look, still a capable wide receiver, but nowhere near the, you know, the T.Y. that used to dominate in the league. I'll give him a little bit of a break here. He's coming off the surgery. I know it's going to take a, a, a little bit, but uh, still dealing with some issues there. Uh, do they? Need, I know nobody ever really makes moves at the trade deadline, but do the Colts try to find something at wide receiver, or is it just, hey, we just try to figure out with what we got, let's go, and, and what happens, happens? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question, Jared, because I'm not sure that there is a solution for them. They could always add a veteran scrap heap, guy but they've done that and it really hasn't worked out for them they've done that in the offseason a lot where you know they brought in Darius Hayward Bay they brought in Hakeem Nix uh they brought in Kamar Aiken and, and all of those guys ended up really not performing at a high level at all and then when you look at the rest of the depth chart there's a guy that they like a small school guy that was a, a six-round pick named Michael Strawn who really wowed some people in camp but he's not really ready I think, to be like a, a top three level, a, a wide receiver one, two, or three on an NFL team on a game-by-game basis. So I'm not sure where that's going to come from as much as, as it's just going to have to be everybody else stepping up. So a little more from Pittman, a little more from Hilton, a little more from the tight ends, Mo Alley-Cox, uh, Jack Doyle, et cetera, uh, running backs out of the backfield. You know, Naheem Hines is a great pass catcher as well, and, and Taylor, they utilize both of those guys in, in the pass game. So I think really it's just going to have to be everybody else sort of stepping up more than it is, okay, we need to find somebody new to, to kind of step in and fill that role. But you mentioned Campbell. It, it really is a bummer because, you know, you hate to knock the guy, um, but, man, this is the third straight year where he just can't be relied upon to be healthy. And when you look at that draft, a, a draft that included A.J. Brown and mm-hmm. D.K. Metcalf and Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin from right here in Indianapolis, um, <laughs> it, it stings. You know, it, it, yes, hindsight is twenty twenty. You can do that with every single draft, but – you know, Campbell was a guy that they, they put a lot of eggs into that basket, and they really needed that pick to hit. And whether it be injuries or just ineffectiveness, it, it, it certainly looks like that pick is not going to hit for them. We're talking with Derek Schultz here on the Hammerhead Hotline. The uh, Colts at, uh, what, 2-4 and four right now and uh, looking to make up some ground. They've got San Francisco this week. That's a tough game for me to kind of figure out. I hate teams that have to go all the way across the all the time zones, uh, but it is a night game over there. Uh, San Francisco's a team that had some promise, I thought. Now, I don't know what they're doing at quarterback. Trey Lance seems like, okay, could be a guy, but again, a rookie, still some stuff to figure out. Debo's been good for them. But outside of that, I really can't get a, I can't get a really good take on the San Francisco team. What do you think about this matchup uh, on Sunday night? Yeah, well, it's a game that the Colts really need to have because if you look at the rest of their schedule, any of the teams at or below their level, they're really just going to have to beat because they still have to go at Arizona, they still have to play Tampa Bay, and they still have to go at Buffalo. So those are arguably the three best teams in the NFL. I know the Bills just lost, but you know, pound for pound, those are three of the probably five best teams in the NFL. So if you're just kind of doing it on paper, you're thinking, okay, if that's loss, 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 then you're already at seven, and you probably have to get to ten to have a real playoff shot. So games like the Niners and then, of course, the lesser teams, the Jaguars, Jets, the return game against the Texans, those are all games that you have to have. So I know the quarterback situation for the Niners, I I saw Garoppolo return to practice, and they said he wasn't limited by the cap injury, so we'll we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, But I I think a lot's really going to have to kind of depend on that. Um, It's a tough trip. In in fact, their last trip to San Francisco, I think some hardcore Colts fans will remember this, was Trent Richardson's debut. 
and they won that game, and no one expected them to. They went there very early in the season, and on the first drive of the game, they drove all the way down the field, handed it off to Richardson, and he pounded through for a touchdown, and you thought to yourself, oh, my God, this is like the second coming, and the Colts are rolling. And, um, and of course, the Niners that year, that was the Harbaugh stretch where they were in the NFC Championship game every single year, and they ended up going on to great things, and the Colts had a playoff season, ended up losing in the divisional round. But um, So they have had success against the 49ers, but then again, a lot of teams have had success against the, the 2000s Niners. But it's a critical one, um, you know, regardless of, of who they're playing at quarterback and being road, prime time, and all of those sort of challenges, the Colts are just going to have to meet those because they've really not left themselves a, a lot of margin for error with that one-and-four start. You know how many fights I got in on the Trent Richardson trade with Colts fan friends of mine? Like, I almost lost friendships telling them that that was a terrible idea. And I remember that. And then I didn't hear the end of that for like three weeks. You know how long it took for me to be able to say, hey, I told you so? <laughs> the one thing that I, this is the one thing that I could never get past was why did Cleveland give up on him after a year? And you're thinking, what do they know that everybody else seems to know? It's kind of like with the Spurs and the Kawhi Leonard trade. You know, when the Spurs call you and they say that you're inter- they're interested in somebody, you're like, wait a minute, do I want to trade this person to them? You know, because they're smarter than everybody else, right? The Browns are dumber than everybody else, so maybe you thought, okay, <laughs> they're the Browns, they're idiots, they don't know what they're doing. But that, that rookie season for him was really underwhelming. Um, but I don't think anybody – look, I was against the Richardson trade, too, because I don't think you trade number ones for running backs. No. Um, but I don't think anybody had any idea that it would blow up as badly as it did. I mean, he ended up being a completely worthless NFL player, unfortunately. Yeah, that was uh, that was a rough one. And you, you talk about – we talk about Paris Cayman, like, oh, look who you missed out on. You don't want to go back through that draft either and go, oh, we could have had this with the uh, first-round pick. It's not good. Not good at all. Derek no, Sch- not yeah. pretty. No. Uh, Derek Schultz, again, a great show with uh, him and Jake. Uh, by the way, where can they watch that show again now? You guys are on YouTube too, right? Yep, so it's Monday nights. Um, Comcast 81, I think we're on in Lafayette. I know we're up in Fort Wayne and some other non-indie VMAs in the state on, on Comcast Channel 81 and replays throughout the week. Also, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Corian Schultz. The podcast, just like the old radio show, on all major platforms. Um, and we stream it to socials, too. So we, we're just trying to put it on as many things as possible to just remind people that we still exist. That's, that's look, what it's about. <laughs> it's, look, it's fantastic. It's always great to get the local stuff. And uh, if anybody in the Indianapolis market has ever stuck up for Purdue at any time, it's uh, it's definitely you guys, that's for sure. So I know people around that here, uh, around here really appreciate that, man. you grads, too. Yeah, I know. You know that's, uh, yeah, I, I just... I've just become so disheartened with IU fans in my life that um, I've, I've kind of turned into it, and it bugs my wife because she's still very much cream and crimson. I turned into like a semi-Purdue fan. It's the weirdest thing. Well, then what happens with your son then? Where where, where does he allegiance this lie here? That's the real question. I know. He, he, he gets the pick. Um, he seems to be like real into how stuff works, like cars and engines. So I wouldn't be mad if he ended up with a Purdue engineering degree because I got a lot of buddies that did that there. They're doing very, very well for themselves. Derek, I swear, if he puts on one piece of Notre Dame gear, I swear I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> We're not doing that. All right, good We're job. We're not doing the Notre Dame stuff, I promise. All right, Derek Schultz again. Check out uh, Query and Schultz. It's always great on Mondays. You'll be glad you took some time away to uh, check out that show. Derek, thank you for working on the fly with me today, man. I very much appreciate it. Thank you so much. Anytime, man. Thanks. Take care, bud. All right, got to take our last break, and we'll come back and wrap up the Hammer Down Show now.